welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Um, okay, uh, we're, we, we've taken a break and we've, we've looked at uh, some of the experiences we've had and what we learned as children about the nature of God. And, and the list that we uh, have here... Uh, at this time is is angry, distant, strict and punishing, demands perfection, unpredictable, rigid, controlling, place favorites, aloof and judging, looks down upon us, um, needy, uh, demands that we be someone other than who we are, uh, confusing and shaming. And the point is this is probably not an entity to whom we want to entrust our lives to this, this this care. And if we don't find some sort of power greater than ourselves uh, restores to sanity, then then the alternative is a bitter sexaholic death. So what we see in the uh, and learn about in the rooms of, of SA um, clearly if God is uh, is is angry, I don't know of anybody who's recovered who would, because if if any of us got what we deserved, we wouldn't recover. So so uh, forgiving, this is this is something that that you need to talk with people who've been living a spiritual way of life for a while because it's not something you're likely uh, to pick up on meetings but uh, but people who who I know who who have been sober for 20 30 40 couple 50 year um, and you and you and you get them into a conversation about their relationship with their higher power. It's an intimate relationship. Okay? They, they, and I'm going to start using the we, I know, okay, that my higher power does not need to be reminded that today that I need Him to keep me sober. Okay? That's not why I ask uh, that in the mornings. The reason I ask that in the mornings is because I need to be reminded that I need God's power to keep me sober today. God already knows what I need. Um, the practice of meditation actually is, is a practice of, uh, if you will, of the presence and, and intimacy with God. Okay. Uh, strict and punishing. And again, this kind of gets to the but but merciful and forgiving, um, and and when it when we get to, to the issue of, of forgiveness as we work through the remainder of our steps, where we're the ones that have to, to to do the forgiving, forgiving is not the same as forgetting. Okay, um, uh, and and so. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. The idea of of, of demanding uh, perfection, and and this other is not allowing me to be myself, um, or and and the confusing. My higher power is transparent. Okay, my higher power is not trying to to play a bait and switch. Okay, it's very clear. I have some some pretty strong beliefs. Very simple. What I believe. In God's economy, the gold coin is love. And that's simple enough for me that, that, that if you will, that I can hold everything up to that. 
and 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 then and then if if that's where I start, then I can can come to a a reasoned uh, approach or or idea uh, that I'm that I'm willing to to live by. Now I don't do this all by myself. I I, I counsel with other people. But that's that's uh, that, if you will, that's something that has really simplified. So that instead of trying to live according to a hundred or a thousand rules and regulations, some of which are secret, um, it, I just try to practice according to some fairly straightforward principles. Okay, um, the unpredictable. Um, my God is consistently loving, merciful. And forgiving, and and so so that's the experience. And the other part is what? How does how does that square with what I see in the rooms of SA? You you see the 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 people that have been sober for a couple of decades or more. You go back and you look. Have they in their recovery? Have they made mistakes? Have they hurt people? Have they? Has it been necessary? For these recovered individuals to practice the tenth step, and when they're wrong, promptly admit it, make amends where necessary. Yes, okay. And so it's not it's not one of these where once I do my third step and go through uh, the the ninth step, and okay, now I'm done, and and okay, you're off the hook. But don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Don't you ever make a mistake like that again? No. The 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 forgiveness and mercy continues as I go through my life and make mistakes. Um, rigid. And see, there. Notice that we're talking about that there, and and everybody understands it. There is a great difference between unpredictable, consistent. And rigid, okay, and and I'm not going to try to get into the semantics because in in one sense we all know what it is, but it will have some different. Based on our experience, it may have it may have some different emotional power with with each of us. But but uh, uh, clearly, if what I said, what I was just saying before, if God was a rigid perfectionist and and as soon as we make the next mistake you know no that's it no recovery for you <coughs> then then there wouldn't be anybody hell nobody'd be picking up a one year chip forget the the 20 year medallions or whatever nobody's going to do that so again i'm just talking about the experience that we're seeing um controlling and and this is this is a real issue for me. Uh, and when we get to four step, I have difficulty with authority, but I don't really have difficulty with authority. What I have difficulty with is abuse of authority. And 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 in 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 my world, most authority is held by imperfect people, who by definition will make mistakes. And abuse their authority, and the question is how how much anger and energy do I want to invest in that, and at what point do I do you know because if I feel the need to correct every traffic police officer who who makes an errant traffic stop as I'm driving along the road, I'm not going to get wherever I'm going possibly for 30 days. But on the other hand, uh, if I sit idly by and, and watch somebody um, uh, viciously abusing a child uh, in Walmart and say or do nothing, I'm not okay with that. And I have to find my own boundaries on that. But the, the idea of, of controlling, for me it's not about the controlling, it's about the abuse of the authority that creates the problem. And again, what I see, what I've seen is that um, if you think about all the different personalities and all the different ways that, that, that you've seen people live in recovery, 
okay? It's, you know, uh, uh, we, we have people who are artists. We have people who are, are blue-collar workers. We have people who, who work in helping professions. And, and what I'm saying is it's not like this higher power of recovery says, that's it, everybody's going to be a missionary. As soon as you take the third step, you're all going to be missionaries, you know? Um, so, okay, the idea that God plays favorites. Yeah, He does play favorites. All His kids are His favorites. Okay? Which one of my dogs uh, is my favorite? Well, uh, when I go home, I've got two who are still, still who are with, that live with me. And over the years, I've got, got, and I have to count up, but over a half a dozen who have died. Now, when the one who's sitting in my lap licking me in my face and, and the tail's going 100 miles an hour, right here, right now, that's my favorite. Okay? So the point is that, 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 that we all get a turn to sit on God's lap and be God's favorite. Okay. Now that's a powerful image that I that I like to, to have. But but again, not only pay attention to, to how people's recoveries progress, but ask someone who's who's been in a spiritual relationship with a God of their understanding for a few years about their experience. And 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 I'm not saying that we should turn every SA meeting into an uh, an 11th step meeting. And with that being said, I think there is a place to have 11th step meetings where where uh, we're not talk we're not talk what we're talking about. What's being discussed is um, what what is our experience with prayer and meditation, and and what what are we getting from. What are we getting from our relationship with God as we understand God? It can be it can just be awesome. Um, let's see, aloof and judging again. Um, my my favorite story about this uh, has to do with Harvey and Harvey's uh, uh, sponsor Cherry, and uh, Cherry's passed on. Cherry was an AA. Cherry uh, uh, never attended an SA meeting, to the best of my knowledge. Um, but Cherry, Cherry helped hundreds of alcoholics in Nashville. Started uh, he and his his sponsee started uh, uh, at least a couple of dozen meetings, some of which are still going today. And uh, so Harvey was having some problems with this, and uh, Cherry said, "Harvey, um, where was God when you were doing those disgusting low life things that you used to do?" And he said, "Well, I guess He was right there." said, um, how do you think God felt about watching you do the things that you were doing, not only to yourself, but to his other kids? He said, I'm sure it really upset him. Said, and, and through all this, God loves you enough to bring you to AA and SA. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, Harvey, if God loved you when you were doing those low-life things back then, He's hog-ass wild about you today. <laughs> so, that's my... that's I, that, that, I heard Harvey tell that story, and today that is my experience. Now, that doesn't mean that I have license to go out and, 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 and act like whatever jerk I want to be. What that, what that tells me is... That I that 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 when I make mistakes, and 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 sometimes my mistakes become are, are become come to my attention because somebody tells me about them. You know, I'd love to tell you that my ten step pro, pro, uh, process is perfect, and I always am the first to know. Sometimes I am, but not always. But uh, but but. Whenever I'm ready to turn away from self-will and 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 the, the the bad things I'm doing, my higher power welcomes me right back into the life that I that I have today. 
okay. Uh, this 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 idea of needy, um, there is a a, a term um, that uh, is it's very loaded, but I'm going to use it anyway, and uh, it, it and it, it's it's called emotional incest. Okay, because in my family, my father. Was was a was a workaholic and was frequently absent from the home for extended periods of time. My my mother looked to me to perform certain parental partner type activities that would be appropriate for my father to have performed. Now I'm not talking about sexual abuse at all. But the effect of asking a, 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 a 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old child to function as a, a, an adult partner is devastating. Okay? Um, and if turning my life and my will over to the care of a higher power meant that I would be constantly getting bombarded by one silly request after another for me to do for God what God should clearly be doing for Himself, then this is not a relationship that's going to, to, to be efficacious for my recovery. Okay? And, and so at some point, I have to understand that, that, that my God provides for me and um, and and that 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 in this is one of the relationships where God is all give and no take. All right, and that's a con- I'm not saying you have to believe that. I'm just offering that as a concept, or or for you to consider um, that God is willing to receive my love. And my gratitude, and my, and whatever I want to offer, God's willing to receive all of that. But God's not going to take anything from me. He's only going to receive what I want to offer. That's quite a relationship. Okay, the idea that God demands me to be someone other than who I really am. Um, how many of you here think that, that, that you're a pervert? Nobody? Oh, okay, so a bunch of hands. But I want to offer you this idea. If you really were a pervert, if that's who you really and truly were, it wouldn't bother you. Okay? The only reason that, 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 that the behavior, that, that my acting out behavior causes me emotional pain, shame, guilt and remorse is because that's who I'm really not. Okay? And God knows who I really am. And and uh, and and um, and and God wants me to stop being who I'm not and start being who I am. Uh, the way I put the part of my prayer is for God to help me uh, become the man that He created me to be. That's part of my morning prayer. Okay, because whatever that is, and I don't need to know. I don't need to know today. Um, I'm not. Let me rephrase that. I need to have some sense of what He wants me to do today. Today, but I don't need to know what He wants me to grow into in 2015 today. All right. If I if I if I suit up, show up, take the actions of love, continue a, a life of prayer, meditation, receiving feedback from from recovered people who love me and have my best interest at heart, I'm pretty sure that somewhere around the January first, two thousand fifteen, there will be a fairly clear path for where I'm supposed to put my foot next. And that's that and, and today that really and truly, that's not just good enough like, oh, I guess that's good enough. That is the great news that today I get to have today because I'm not sitting worried about next year. 
I, I can be complete. This is a good place to be right here, right now. I don't know if, if you've picked up, we have a fellowship of the Spirit that is coming together here. Okay, We have a group of people who are not only interested in their own personal recovery, they're sharing some of the they're sharing some of what they're finding with the other people in here um, without, without concern about am I going to be judged or whatever. And I'm, I'm sure that at some level people are, are, are thinking, you know, somebody might get some, some, a benefit from this. Now, this is a great place to be today. And suppose that I was preoccupied with next Friday. Or even Monday, and missed. You know, I could be here physically, and I missed it all. And 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 is there anybody here who doubts that I could be standing up here talking, checking my notes, and still not be here? You know, this is the place to be. Um, the the confusing part again. We we've I think we've hit that, and the shaming. When I begin to understand what I talked about earlier about if he loved you enough to bring you an essay back then, he's hog-ass wild about you today, then you can begin to get a sense of how this, 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 this loving, gracious, higher power views the, the afflicted and suffering active addict. I mean, we... And... and, and, and and the and the thing is, I you know, I can I can walk into to 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 essay meetings all over this country, and and I and and there will be somebody in every one of those meetings who has absolutely no explanation for being there alive out of prison, you know, without some excess number of 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 you know openings in their body from knives, guns, whatever. So, so, so this higher power must have a pretty, must must have a pretty high regard for our value. And the only reason that I have any sense of shame is because I am listening to what my my mind makes up about me and tells me, based on 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 bad information that was put into my mind when I was too young. To evaluate this information critically, I just accepted it. I accepted it as true, and I started living my life as if these 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 false ideas about Bill were true. Not good enough. Not smart enough. Whatever. And so, so those are the like I say. These are the just some of the things that can come up in this inner, uh, uh, you know. Inventory process, and then if we uh, if we as as we go through it, we look at what do we see, and we can. And the important thing for me is to discuss this with other people. Now I have my sponsor, who is who is is really very open and available to discuss things like this. Um, and I, I have other uh, recovered men in my life, and um, and almost every Sunday before my my AA home group meets, there's a group of people sitting around the ta- the the a table where we'll have coffee, and if somebody brings donuts or coffee cake, that's fine. If they don't, we don't care. And there will frequently be 140, 150 years of sobriety sitting around that table. And sometimes we'll be talking about what do you think the Titans are going to do today or did you see how Vanderbilt played yesterday. But other times somebody will literally be, we will have some really meaningful conversations about the the effect that somebody, the the, the the result somebody experienced from their third step. Something new, a book somebody's reading about meditation. Um, what it was like 
when I, when when I shared a fifth step with the newcomer earlier in the week. And these are spiritual events that I'm discussing, okay? And 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 we share around, and other people are putting information in. And 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 that it that as I move forward, that's how I how I learn more about um, my spiritual belief. There's a there's a proverb that as uh, as steel, I'm sorry, as iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another, and and this it, uh, a fellowship like this, where where you can genuinely, uh, you can you can risk the belief that that the people sitting in this room, I can risk the belief that the people sitting around that table on Sunday morning have no ulterior motive. And no desire to do me harm, and that means that I can be vulnerable and transparent. And uh, and even if we disagree, uh, I'm not worried that you know it's not a it's not a big deal. Um, okay, the fourth column. What what I um, have have reserved that for is as you go through this and and probably in um, cooperation with your um, sponsor, you write out some some very short, simple affirmations that you can be, begin to practice in your uh, morning. Uh, prayer and meditation. I'm sorry, I need to learn this. Um, that could be the definition of codependency, giving away to others what I uh, what I need for myself. Okay. And if you will look on the very back of, of this handout, it has some affirmations. Okay. Um, and and uh, just for example. Um, God loves me, therefore I can love myself. God knows everything about me, my strengths, my weakness, my best and worst moments, my deepest fears and darkest secrets, and He still loves me. Do you see how that gets away from the shame? Do you see how, how, how overpowering that would be to shame? If I were, if I were to move into to believing that? Um... And and um, uh, so so these these are just some affirmations that that I've picked up uh, in in workshops uh, like this and um, and and that's what I encourage you to write down and and then at some point when you've got that. Uh, you may want to move them over to to uh, an index card. I didn't bring it up with me. I I have a uh, 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 piece of paper that I use for my prayers, and um, and and it's it has it has gone through numerous iterations over the years. But uh, uh, one of the things on that list are the people. For whom I pray specifically by name, I start with my wife, my son, his wife, my grandson, and then everybody else takes a number and gets in line. <laughs> um, but, but I have I have a clear. You see, with the, when I'm praying for each of these people, I have I have clarity on 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 what what my relationship with each of these individuals is. And it's 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 the relationship between me, them, and God. Okay. And and uh, and so that's part of it. The other thing which I don't do anymore, I used to have my affirmations on my prayer card. But you know, if you if you work with the affirmations, three hundred and fifty five days out of every year, and you do that for ten years, pretty soon you're not reading them anymore. 
Okay, pretty soon you've internalized them, and and so 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 that's why my affirmations aren't on my prayer list. But I but 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 the thing is that you may want to do that because because each morning uh, when I shave um, and I'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I go through my affirmations and remind myself that I am the beloved child of a loving and gracious Heavenly Father and that my God delights in me. Because I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm saying that to me. And I'm saying it in one sense, I'm saying it to my reflection in the mirror, but because of the visual feedback, I'm saying it to me. And if there's any argument about that, then that's something that needs to be resolved today. Okay? Um, and, and what do I mean by any argument about that? Um, the day that I found out, the day after I found out about my brother's death, was not... Uh, the day I found out, that was not a great day, but the, 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 the day after that was the day, first time I woke up and realized, this is, not a, this is not a bad dream, this is real. And, uh, and, and uh, I, it was real important for me to understand that even though I was in pain, that I needed to know exactly where, 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 where my relation, where my side of the relationship with God stood right here, right now. I knew God hadn't changed. That wasn't the issue. The question was, was, was how, how much is Bill moving into self-pity, fear, anger, whatever? And Because this is not going to work. The last time I did this was not successful. Remember? Hospital, holidays, suicide. Uh-uh. We don't. I don't want any more of this. So, so, so that the time for me to do it, and and I checked it out. It's kind of like, it's it's kind of like if, if if for those of you who played sports, the day after the game, because because during the game you're not feeling it, okay, but the day after the game, if it's a contact sport. That's when you're starting. That's when, at least me. That's when I did the inventory of of what you know. Does it hurt to breathe? Does it hurt to move this arm? Yeah, I mean, I'm really. Well, that's what I'm doing on a spiritual basis. Where does it hurt? Where are the problems? What's going to get in the way today? Because if I don't know that, then I'll go out and and some imperfect person will will act uh, imperfectly, and I will react in a way that that I don't want to react. And and. Um, and and so this is this for me at least this 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 morning prayer meditation inventory affirmations this is this is this is how I diminish the number of uh, assholes in the world by one. <laughs> I used to fantasize about taking out a hundred. <laughs> but, but now, now there's just one. Okay, so that's that's where we are. My question at this point is, and and um, and this is the uh, 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 this is the the uh, 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 second step um, question. Do I now believe? Or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? Okay. As soon as a man says can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this spiritual cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure uh, can be built. So what I'm going to do is ask each person to, to in here to stand. And we're going to go around the room. And I want you to answer the question, do you believe or are you willing to believe? It can be a simple yes or no answer. 
I do believe whatever you want. And once you've answered the question, I'm going to ask you to sit down. Okay, so everybody stand up. Okay, we're going to start on this time. I believe that there is a power greater than myself. I believe that there's a power greater than myself. I believe that there is a power greater than myself. I do believe there's a power greater than myself. Go ahead and sit down, by the way. I believe that there's a power greater than myself. I believe in a benevolent, merciful, forgiving God. I only do believe in a power greater than myself. I do believe in a power greater than myself. I am certain there's a power greater than myself. <laughs> I believe there's a power greater than myself. I do believe there's a power greater than myself. I do believe there's a power greater than myself. I do believe that there's a power greater than myself. I do believe that there's a power greater than myself. I know there's a power greater than myself. I'm willing to believe that he uh, is there for me. I believe there's a power greater than myself. I believe there's a power greater than myself. I firmly believe there's a power greater than myself. I'm willing to believe there's a power greater than myself. And for the record, I believe there's a power greater than myself. And and um, at some point, and we, we're not going to uh, um, go through this individually, but here's the proposition that God is either everything or else He's nothing. God either is or He isn't. And we're making a choice. Now, we're coming up to... Uh, the third step, and um, we've we've now finished step two. Um, and the third step is addressed in um, the chapter how it works. And um, we're not gonna we're not gonna go through this. Um, well, actually, we will go through it. We got a minute. Uh, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Um, and thoroughly following the path means that we're going to work the steps and we're going to do it uh, to the best of our ability. We're going to bring all the honesty, willingness, and open-mindedness we can muster. Uh, notice it doesn't say who has perfectly followed our path. Okay, um, I've heard, I, I was at a, uh, at a conference a couple of weeks ago listening to the 40- and 50-year-old old-timers talking about how their first time they did a fourth step it was it was really just a list of all the things that were wrong with Don or Mike or Bob and then it wasn't until they till they actually had been sober for a while and doing the work that they really and truly were able to get to some of the deeper issues and I just want to make it real clear that 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 I continue to do written inventory and sit down with my uh, with my sponsor and go over it um, and and um, Yesterday, um, uh, Bob and I went over some inventory he had written before we got started on this. Uh, it's it, it, uh, now now Cherry used to say that you only do the fourth step once, and every time after that that you write inventory, it's the tenth step. And 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 uh, if you look at the the annual or semi annual house cleanings in the twelve and twelve, it's covered in step ten. But I don't care whether you call it my first fourth and fifth step or you only did one fourth and fifth step and you've done a dozen tenth steps but whatever the whatever number you give it I want you to hear clearly that the people I know who've been sober for an extended period of time continue to take personal inventory and sit down and 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 in a formal way sit down with someone, their sponsor, their spiritual guide, their priest, their pastor, whoever, and they go through this stuff uh, so that they get feedback from another person and can continue to grow. Talks about a path. If, if a number of people had not taken the steps, there would not be a path. And the other thing is that if the path led over into the abyss. There wouldn't be anybody back to read, to to write this book. Okay, uh, Bob was telling me uh, about something that a, a fellow who used to be around here named Will told someone uh, um, uh, uh, 
regarding the uh, working the steps says we're going to go to hell and back, but you don't need to worry. You're going to be okay. 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 Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. Um, Bob? One addendum to that I heard offered in the meeting was not so much constitutionally unable as constitutionally unwilling. Yeah, I've met a lot more uh, unwilling than I have unable. And uh, what does rigorous honesty mean? Uh, I, I I can sit here and I can give you a set of absolutely correct facts. Every one of the facts will be true, verifiable, and correct. And, and from those facts, I will be certain that you will uh, draw a conclusion that is not true by manipulating the facts. That is not rigorous honesty. Okay? I didn't lie. Rigorous honesty is lack of intent to deceive. And if you make that your standard, it, you won't like it sometimes. I don't like it sometimes. Okay? But if you make that your standard and you pursue that, the freedom that comes from that is that there, that you can't pick any three people who know me that I'm afraid to have in the room together at the same time. Okay? Because, because they all... Now, some of them may know something about me the others don't, but the ones who didn't know it will say, well, I didn't know that. But they won't say, well, now, that's not what Bill told me. There's a real difference from I didn't know that, and that's not what he told me. Okay, and any of them, and and, and it's okay for my wife to be one of the th- one of those three people, no matter who the other two are. Okay, that's the that's the the payoff. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Okay, uh, is Admission to a psychiatric hospital uh, over the holidays for depression, is that sufficiently grave emotional and mental disorder? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have recovered. I have not thought of harming myself. Well, that's not. I mean, has anybody thought of, of taking flying lessons and then not done it? Yeah, okay. But I haven't made any plans to harm myself since shortly after I took my fifth step in 1994. Okay? Um, and and, um, and, and uh, so, so my point is that the grave emotional mental disorders, you can be crazy and do fine in this program, but if you're a liar, you're not going to do well. Then it says our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we're like now. Um, and it's very simple. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no part of my story, no detail of my story that I'm unwilling to share with someone if there's a good purpose for it. Okay, but 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 the and and believe me that there's probably not the things I think that are the most disgusting and despicable. At some point, that might be what what allows the newcomer to to perceive that there might be hope for him. But most of you do not want to hear it. It wouldn't help your recovery. Okay? And there's there's just no... Aside from my ego saying, oh boy, I'll really show them what a real sexaholic is. Well, that's not what we're here for. Okay? So, the, 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 the point is that, that, that I will share in a general way with the group and with individuals I can be as transparent as I think will be helpful. Um, now, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. So how soon are you ready to take the steps? Right now. You know, and, 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 and uh, there, it's not so much an essay, but, but, oh God, over the years and with the treatment centers, 
the crazy stuff that came up. You got to understand that 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 uh, Bill Wilson took the steps with Abby while he was in Towns Hospital in detox. Okay, and they did it all in one day. All right. So I agree. You don't want to rush into taking the steps. All right. So don't do them any sooner than than Bill did. If you're in active DTs, wait until the shaking stops to take the steps. Okay. So how do you know that the newcomer's ready to take the steps? You ask him a simple question. Do you want what we have, and are you willing to go at any length to get it? And when he says yes, says yes, and you say, okay, then you're ready to take these steps. At some of these we balked. You bet we did. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. Now, do you think that somebody just casually looked around and said, I don't see an easier, softer way? Or do you think there might be a couple of alcoholics who died looking for the easier, softer way that they could not find? Remember Jim's story? We don't know whether Jim ever got sober and stayed sober or if Jim had to go back out again. We just don't know. But there's some Jims who put the whiskey in the milk, get back in the car, put it into a tree, and they're dead. Okay? So, with all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Uh, you heard the story. I, wait, I went to AA meetings for a year. <coughs> That's not exactly the very start, is it? Okay? And, and how did that work out for me? Not well. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Now, what we just did in the second step inventory, that's an example of holding on to old ideas. The, the good news is that as you go through the rest of your life in recovery, you will find old ideas. And, 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 and a guy named Sandy Beach, who, who, who has been sober a long 40-something years, and, and now he says the first time that his sponsor pointed out, said, Sandy, you're wrong about that. And he looks at, okay, yeah, Bill, you're right. He says, no, Sandy, that's, that's not the point. The point is not that I'm right. The point is that you are wrong. Why can't you say that? <laughs> okay, Bill. <laughs> I was wrong. <sighs> Now, oh, I'm wrong about that. Wow, I'm glad to know that. I don't have to defend that anymore. <laughs> and move right on. Okay? Now, that's the difference between, you know, 45 minutes or 45 days of, of, of sobriety versus 45 <laughs> years of recovery. Okay? I'm somewhere in between those two. All right? Um, sometimes I, I'll see something, I'll say, man, I'm so glad I don't have to mess with that anymore. And other times I am, it's kind of like, but it ought to be right, you know. <laughs> and, and Rick's famous line is, well, I tell you what, you just keep acting on that as long as you want. And when that brick gets too hot, you just feel free to put it down whenever you want. Um, Okay. Remember that we deal with lust, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. If God has all power, how much power do we have without God? Yeah, think about that one. That's a good meditation. Just spend a little time with that one. But if you're connected with God, how much how much power do you have access to? Hey, there you go. This is cool. All right. Uh, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Um, and here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And I made that point about um, the, the steps are the program of recovery. I'm going to skip over reading the steps because we're going to go through each one of them. Um, uh, uh, 
but I do want to make the point. Many of us exclaim, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. Uh, no one among us has been, any, been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. Um, if you read the books, The Lives of the Saints, you will come quickly to understand that the saints are not saints. Okay? The, the Fellowship uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, S-L-A-A, also calls themselves the Augustan Fellowship, uh, named for St. Augustine or St. Augustine, who was clearly qualified for this fellowship, and probably a couple of others. And then something happened, and he had no choice but to turn to God. Well, he did. He could continue what he was doing and die the horrible death towards which he was headed. Okay. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And um, and notice it says spiritual progress and not spiritual half-ass, because I, I, you know, one of the most, one of the most, most abused lines is, uh, you know, progress, not perfection, is my excuse for acting like a jerk. <clears throat> That's not it at all. That's not what it says. And I got some bad news for you. Uh, when you start reading uh, in in the twelve and twelve on step six, you'll find out that what this really means is progress toward perfection. Perfection is the goal that God has for your life. And everything else is self-will. You can have as much self-will in your life as you can stand, or you can have as much of God's will in your life as you're willing to let in. And the only thing that stands between you and the perfection that God has intended for you is the guy looking at you in the mirror. Yeah, Joe. Perfection is not perfectionism. No, perfectionism has nothing to do with perfection. Perfectionism has to do with self-will, self-judgment, self-power, self-entitlement. It's all about self. And that's a very good point. Yeah. I I heard a guy ask a rather provocative question once, and that was, uh, why is it that we so often aim for progress and settle for failure rather than aim for perfection and settle for progress. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in the white book right along those lines that we, uh, we, we, we back haltingly away from hell one step at a time instead of running headlong towards heaven. I told you it takes a special type of person. Wonderful, rich, full spiritual life, bitter sexaholic death. Let me think about this. <laughs> Okay, I've made my decision, but don't rush me. <laughs> I'm, I, I want I want to sit on this dung heap for just a little bit longer. Okay, now this is where the 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 big book differs from the white book substantially in this next paragraph, and and I'm going to stick with the big book. Okay, our description of the alcoholic. And our description, which we agreed was a description of the sexaholic, phenomenon of craving, obsession of the mind. Our our description of the sexaholic, the chapter to the agnostic, which we just, just completed, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas, okay? the personal adventures before and after, you have your personal adventures before. Some people in this room may have their adventures after. In other words, what happened after they took the steps? If you haven't taken the steps, you have only your personal adventures before and the recovered people's personal adventures after. When you finish the steps and start living this way of life, then your personal adventures become part of what makes clear to the newcomer 
three pertinent ideas. A, that we were sexaholic and cannot manage, could not manage our own lives. Okay. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our sexaholism. C, that God could and would if He were sought. Being convinced we were at step three, which is we decided to turn our life and our will over to the care of God as we understood Him. The original manuscript has a paragraph inserted in there which says, if you are not convinced on these three vital issues, you ought to reread this book over again to this point or else throw it away. So, so, so they felt early on that these three ideas were very important. So what do, what do we... Um, what are we going to do here? Okay. First of all, it, uh, I, we've, we've already reviewed this, but is there anybody in here who feels that you might not be a sexaholic? Okay. Is there anybody in here who believes that if you just try a little better, you might be able to manage your own life? Is there anything? Did anybody leave anything uh, uh, off the table when you were playing the game of sexualism, or did you just put all your chips out there and give it your absolute best? Okay? See, I tried to make this work out. Okay? I didn't leave any tricks up my sleeve. It was, it, when, when, when I lost, I lost it all. And not for lack of trying. The question of is there any human power, and we I've offered this challenge before, but this is we're back to this again. If she's out there, if he's out there, if 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 the car, the job, the bank account, if whatever it is might be out there, go seek it. But if not, if if you don't believe there's any human power that can relieve this, and then the other is based on the experience that we've just discussed of what you've seen going on in the rooms of SA, do you believe that there is a power that can and will restore sexaholics of our type to sanity, to rich, full lives, if we seek that higher power? Is there anybody that has, has, that, that, that has a disagreement with that? Anyone that, that feels incapable or unwilling to, 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 to act on that. Okay, so we can move forward. Um, being convinced we were at step three. The, uh, what, and it's two questions. What do we mean by that and just what do we do? Well, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. I'm on page 60 here. And, and, and maybe it, I agree that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. But what I absolutely have to know is that Bill's life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And Bob needs to know that for Bob. John needs to know that for John. Okay, that's it. And you don't need to be looking around to see if he's getting away with it. Okay, Because even if he's getting away with it, all you got to know is you can't. All right? It says on that basis we're in collision with something or somebody and uh, that we're, we're like uh, the actor who wants to run the whole show and arrange the other people and the scenery and everything else. And, and if only uh, the people and arrangements would stay put, the show would be great. And here's the, here's the first thing of self-delusion. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Now, I would be pleased. Everybody else would be pissed at me. <laughs> but I'm just selfish and self-centered enough. I don't care how you feel. If the show suits me, that's okay. And if the show doesn't suit me, I don't want anyone else to enjoy it. Does that sound familiar? Does that, does that type of thinking make sense? Okay. All right. So everybody would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. And sometimes uh, in making the arrangement, I may be quite virtuous, kind, considerate, patient, generous, modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, mean, egotistical, selfish and dishonest. 
but uh, most likely I have varied traits. The varied traits are what do I think is going to work under this circumstances because this is all about self-will. I'm not being kind because I want to treat you kindly. I'm being kind because I want you to I want to manipulate you into doing what I what I want. Okay? I'm being I'm I'm appearing to be self-sacrificing only so I can get what I want. Or if I think I can bully you, I'll be mean. If I think that'll work with you, that's what I'm going to use, but it's all about self-will. And then what happens when I act this way? Well, sure enough, uh, things don't go very well, and I think that I'm the victim here. So I try to exert myself more, and it still doesn't work out. And then, even though I may have an inkling that I might be somewhat at fault, I'm sure that other people are more to blame. Now, when we get to the fourth step, there's no place in the fourth step where we're going to look at our part. There is no place in the fourth step where we look at our part. That instruction is not in the big book. Because as long as I'm looking for my part, that means they have a part. And whose part is worse? Always. Okay? So, I become... And look at the progression here. When things don't go to suit me, I become angry. Then I become indignant. Then I become self-pitying. Okay? Damn them. Don't they know who I am? I can't ever get a break. And it goes on. If you knew about my childhood, you'd understand that it... You know, and it goes on and on. I can, I can, I can, I can, uh, can, can follow this to the gates of insanity. But what is the trouble? Um, am I not really? And and here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, is is John not really a self seeker even when trying to uh, be kind? Is Bob not a victim of the delusion that Bob can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if Bob only manages well? Is it not evident to all of the players that these are the things that Bob wants? And do not Joe's actions make each of them wish to retaliate? Do you see how I'm putting... Find yourself in here. Okay? Take a moment and read this with your name in it to yourself. And see what part of it doesn't fit. Because that's what my sponsor had me did do. And, and it's page 61... And and um, and that was that was that was Bill. So how did this uh, drunken uh, stock analyst know so much about you in 1939 years before you were ever born? Okay. And here's the, here's the horrible part. Are we not, even in our best moments, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? You wonder how your life got so damned out of control? <laughs> because you, you created the chaos. Okay. Now the next paragraph talks about um, a, a lot of different people who, who insist that if things went their way they'd get better. Over on page 62, but whatever our protestations are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity. Is there anybody who's not concerned with self-resentment and self-pity? That's now they're going to tell us. Okay, selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. This next line is 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 real slippery, and we'll talk about it. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find 
that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self which later placed us in a position to be hurt. This paragraph is written by an adult active alcoholic to adult active alcoholics who invariably find that their self-will is what created their problems. Okay, Children who are being abused by parents have done nothing to create the situation in which they get hurt. And if you read this in context, then you don't have to try to find a way to make the abuse you experienced as a child your fault. The scary part is it's not even about you. It sure seems like it was about me. But it was not about me. Okay. But the other thing that's just mind-blowing is uh, it doesn't say that uh, alcohol, morphine, and sedatives, that we think is the root of our troubles. It doesn't say lust and sexual perversions is the root of our troubles. Okay? Lust was never my problem. This is the bait, the first bait and switch that we're going to run into here. Okay? <clears throat> Lust was never my problem. Lust was my solution. Okay? Lust was how I, how I, um, you know, gained energy or calmed down. Lust was how I soothed myself when the rest of the world was abusing me. And I was driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. Um, <clears throat> uh, I had the... Uh, go, go ahead, Bob. Um, I've written in the margin. If I am not the problem, there is no solution. Yeah. Stuff that I did not done to me. Yeah. Just to yeah. kind of frame up you know, what the text is. Fall over. Um, and uh, and the the the, uh, the point I want to make here, and then we'll uh, we'll need to stop because I think we're out of time on our uh, recording. Um, in fact, tell you what, let's go ahead and and, and break it right now. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.